know that here in little old Pukekohe, we can be uh, touching lives and, and countries and ministries around the world uh, by our generosity. So, so I want to encourage you to, to be praying about that over this next week and, and, uh, and how we can bless this nation. Also, also, I want to remind you about one conference coming up, the first video there as well. You don't want to miss that. We have Pastor Paul Scanlon from the UK coming out and uh, Wayne Elkhorn from Australia as well. It's going to be amazing, amazing times. Now, now, if you haven't been to one conference before, it's a free Elam conference and held at our Botany campus there. So what you need to do, though, is just register free online from the website. And, and they have kids programs from the creches as well to intermediates and to young people in the city there as well. So every age group is covered there. So parents, here's the thing. If you want to like lose your kids for a whole week, you can come to conference and have like a holiday, like a holiday there. But you must, you must register everybody. So it's going to be a fantastic time. Well, well, welcome to church, everybody. It's, uh, it's just fantastic to have everyone with us this morning. My name is Daryl, and, and with my wife, Denise, we're the lead pastors here at Pukekohe. And it's, and it's just an amazing, amazing time to be out in Pukekohe here in the district. Every Sunday or every, every week, we're, we're uh, meeting people who are shifting out this way, and it's so exciting with our new building is still progressing. I haven't got a video this week, but we're, we're expecting, I'm hoping I'll let you into a little secret. We're kind of believing that the first weekend in November, we'll be in there on our Sundays into our new. So please keep praying. Please keep praying. A lot of work to do, but believing for that as well. Well, here's the thing. We are one church, Elam Christian Centre, we are one church that meets in six different locations all around this area here in Auckland and, and, and this city. And, and, and here's the thing I love about our church. We will do everything we can to help people know God because that's where it all starts from and, and teaching people how to follow Him in our, in our lives and in our journeys. And, and, but the thing is that we all have a past and we all have stuff that we're, that we're thinking about or dealing with. And, and, and we, we know that through Jesus Christ that you can find freedom from that, whatever that looks like. And that sets you up. That sets you up to discover your purpose. We have a thing called Growth Track, and, and at the end of our service, we'll be able to sign up for that and put your name down for that because that will help you to discover your purpose. So how, how God has made you, the gifts and the talents and the passions that you carry. Uh, here's the thing, that we believe you carry a gift uh, that God has given you, uh, and he's, He wants you to develop that, and we're going to do everything we can to help you to develop your gift because here's the thing, that you can make an incredible difference in your world in your workplace, in your homes, in your schools, and everywhere you go. It's about the things that God has placed in your heart that can reach this world for Him. This is such an amazing, amazing day. So I hope that you all missed the rain as you were coming in here. Uh, and and uh, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some rain stored up for you afterwards as well. It'll be great. But, but come on, why don't, we, why don't we pray right now? Almighty God, Father, we just thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you that it's a day that you have made, Lord God, that, Lord, we've made that decision today. We're going to rejoice and be glad in, in the fact that you have made this day, Father God, for us to enjoy and to, and to learn and to seek you, to, to have your presence with us today. So, so, Father, I pray, Lord, would you give us ears to hear what you're saying to each one of us, Lord God? Will you help us to, to comprehend and hear? Father God, really clear, I pray in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Fantastic. Well, well, today, if you don't know, today is, uh, is part one of our series uh, called You Asked For It. 
and so here's the thing, you asked for it. So, so a few weeks ago, we, we had some uh, little tear-off things on our sermon notes, and, and we got a whole bunch of questions together from, from what you were asking us, what you would like us to, to talk about or speak about, and, and there's a whole range of questions from, from really, really hard ones to some fairly easy ones and everything in between, but, but they're questions that, that are obviously on, on people's minds, and and so over the next three weeks, the next three Sundays, we're going to be uh, talking to some of those questions that you have asked, hence it's you asked for it. So it's not my fault, it's because you asked for it. Uh, there you go. So, so and, and today we've got, so I'm going to be starting off this series today. We're going to be uh, talking about, is heaven for real? Is heaven real? And, and it's a fascinating question. And, and Denise is going to be picking up part two and then on on part three and on the 22nd, I want to encourage you to all be back here. We have Pastor uh, Rebecca Green coming, and she's going to be uh, challenging us with a topic that's right in our media at the moment, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. But it's one of the ones where I, I know you're challenged about. You see it on the news every, every night of the week, issues that we're facing as a country. Uh, where she's going to talk to that, that question, to, to empower us to, to know how to talk to people in, in our world who are going through these situations. It's so good. You asked for it. So, so here's the thing. Over the past few weeks, uh, I've been on, uh, on a few planes, and, and every time you hop on a plane, uh, they do the safety, the safety check. So, so you, you get the, the steward or the stewardess there, and they, and they run through the safety features, there's the exit doors there, and, and then some behind you, and then if it goes dark, there's, there's these lights to light the way so you can see, and and they tell you that to look at the card, you know, they hold the card out and they kind of go like this and, and like that under the card. And it's really to help you. And then they, then they say this fascinating thing. It's, it's kind of amused me quite a bit. And they say, in the case of emergency, if the, cabin pressure, if the cabin loses pressure, a mask will appear from the ceiling. You have to pull it down, put it over your mouth and nose, and just and pull the strap so it's nice and tight and breathe normally. So that's fine, isn't it? That's fine. But then they say this thing here. If the bag oh, that's under the mask does not inflate, don't worry, just keep breathing as per normal. Now that's where I've kind of got stuck on this, is because why would they put a bag there if it, it might work and it might not work? That doesn't really give you a whole lot of confidence to see that the bag should inflate, but if it doesn't, don't worry. Just keep breathing anyway. Because <laughs> they say oxygen will be flowing anyway. But I, I, I don't know about you, but I always sit there thinking, well, I, if that ever happened, the bag I'm going to get is not going to inflate. It's just never going to inflate. But, but they tell you to, to expect that the oxygen will be flowing anyway. And, and this morning, we're going to talk about heaven. And, and, and even though you can't see it maybe right now, we have to, uh, to believe and expect and trust that it's there, even though we can't see it. Uh, here's the thing. That you, you've seen in the news, just like me this week, about the power of wind and the wind in the Bahamas and how the, the devastating effect that it's had. The, the thing is that you can't see the wind, um, but you know it's there because you can see the effects, right? You can't see electricity either, uh, but you know that it's there when you turn the light switch on at home because the light goes. 
There's some things in our world and in our, in our life that we do every single day. You can't actually see it, but you trust and expect and know that it is always there. And, and I, f- I find it fascinating when we talk about the, the subject of, of heaven, that heaven is the same kind of thing. It's the same thing as true about heaven, even though we can't see it right now. We can trust and expect that it is there. Now, how do you know? How do you know if something is real or not if you can't see it right now? Well, I think there's a few ways we do that. We, you know, people will, will tell us, we'll have conversations and we'll talk to people and they'll say how, how about heaven and, and that they believe it and they, they, they expect that heaven, that one day when they pass away, they'll, they'll go to heaven. We, we can read about heaven as well. The, the Word of God, the Bible, is, is, it actually has 731 times it talks about heaven, or is the word heaven in the Bible. And then there's this other this sense that we, we get that heaven is real. And if you're a, you a Christ follower and have walked with the Lord, you, you, you carry a sense like you have faith and, and trust and belief in the word of God that heaven is for real. And there's a few ways that we, we know that, that it is real this morning. And, but, but here's the thing. It, it takes faith. It, it's called faith when we, when we hear it, when we see it, and when we feel it when it lines up and is consistent to the Word of God, heaven is real. If I was to ask you right now, where you are right now in your journey in your life, if I just asked you straight out, is heaven for real, yes or no, what would you say? What would you say? Of course we would say yes, but maybe, maybe you're here today and through life's journey, you're 50-50 on it right now. Because you're a, maybe a technical person or, or how, how you've made, how you think you just can't imagine that heaven is for real. Well, today, today my, my goal is to maybe just to, to present some scripture and to present some thoughts to you that, that you will go on a journey. Because, because here's the thing I, I believe and I've seen over the last few months is that, is that when we get a picture and expectation and we, we have our understanding that heaven is real, it changes the way we live today and for the rest of our lives. Acts chapter 1, verse 9 and 11, and, and I must apologize this morning. I've, I, I keep changing more my notes on the, on the people that were doing the sermon notes this morning, so, so some of it is there, and some of it is kind of missing, but you've got a pen in front of you right now, an orange pen that you can grab and write down some of these scriptures to check it out afterwards. But, but here's the thing. Heaven is actually a familiar idea to us all, and and, but exactly what is heaven? What is it? It's, it's, it's a place where God lives. And, and we say it in the Lord's Prayer. We say, our Father who art in heaven, your will be done. And, and this, see, this doesn't mean that God is, is absent everywhere else because he is omnipotent. That means he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Heaven is a place where his presence dwells. And, and have you noticed right now that I've mentioned, I've used the word place, that heaven is a place. It's not a concept in our minds. It's not a, a wild fantasy or dream in our minds. Heaven is a place, and it's a place where God dwells. It's a real location. Acts chapter 1, verse 9 and 11, it, it says this. And it was not long afterwards that he rose into the sky and disappeared into a cloud, leaving them staring after him, as they were straining his eyes for another glimpse, suddenly two white-robed men were standing there amongst them, 
and said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing here staring up at the sky? And if you don't know this story, it's where, where Jesus ascended to heaven. And there was people watching them there. There was eyewitness accounts of his disciples. Jesus has gone, the men said, away to heaven. And someday, just as he went, he will return. And I love the Bible, how it gives eyewitness accounts to events and special things that happen here for us, for us to understand. And maybe you could put yourself in that picture. You know, could you see, uh, see that picture of Jesus ascending to heaven? Could you believe it if you were there? I think we get confused with Hollywood sometimes, with, with animation and things, and that, that how we, we think maybe this, this the journey to heaven is, is just like a, like a cartoon sometimes, or, or like it's a nice thought. It's a happy thing, and it's how it all evolves, but, but heaven is a real place. The Bible says so many times, that, and it gives us, it, it should, I, I hope after this message, that it gives you assurance to take this stand and definitely say heaven is for real. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is what heaven is like. The Bible gives us some, some scripture about what heaven, the place is like. It's a place of our treasure. In Matthew 19, 21, you might need to write that one down. And Jesus told them, he said, if you want to be perfect, go and sell everything you have, give the money to the poor, and here it is, and you will have treasure in heaven. Heaven is a place of, of treasure. It's, heaven is a place of our citizenship. And I know there's lots of people probably here today and you're going through the, the whole citizenship thing for New Zealand, but, but heaven is, is like that. It has a citizenship, Philippians 3.20, but our homeland is in heaven where our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, is. Heaven is also a place of our inheritance. 1 Peter 1, 4 and 5 says, And God has reserved for his children the priceless gift of eternal life. It is kept in heaven for you. And, and lastly, heaven, heaven the place is, a, is another place of stored up hope. Colossians 1, 5, it says this, that the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true gospel of the message of Christ. Now, if you're normally a church person, you, you might have, a, have an understanding of this, but, but maybe if you're here for the very first time, or, or you might say, I'm not a church person, and I've come today just to check things out, or, or something's stirring in my heart. And, and you may not know this, but, but the Bible teaches about heaven, and it says when, when followers of Jesus die or pass away, uh, that people who have committed their lives to, to following Christ and, and to loving God, that their bodies remain on earth, uh, but their souls immediately go to God's presence. You may not know this either. You may not know that Jesus Christ come to overthrow death's sting on our lives and open heaven's door for us. You, you, the thing that keeps us out of heaven is a thing called sin, stuff we've done, but, but Jesus come into the world to defeat sin's power over our lives and, and to take the sting out of death uh, for us. It's for you and it's for me. He did this by becoming a sacrifice for us, uh, a free gift for us that we may know uh, through the death on the cross that we may know eternal life with him. You also may not know this. You may not know that heaven is real most of all because of Christ's resurrection. Eyewitness accounts of, of Christ arising from the dead after they seen him die on a cross, uh, the same people saw him alive again 
as well. And, and you may have heard this saying. You may have heard this saying that says this, that uh, it, it says that seeing is believing. But what happens? What happens if you can't see what you're supposed to believe? Have you ever missed a party? Or maybe missed a special event or missed, a, missed an incredible weekend at church and uh, on a, an incredible day and, 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 and you missed it and maybe you weren't able to attend or, or something was up. But then people start telling you about this incredible party that you missed and, and it's like you, you missed out on the party or they, or they talk to you about an amazing event, maybe a, maybe a concert and how incredible it was. It was out of this world, this concert. You know, you talk to friends and people that say, hey, you missed an incredible day at church. The power of God was moving there. People were getting raised from the dead and healed and restored and all that kind of stuff. The normal Sunday on Pukekohe. But you missed it for some reason. You missed it for some reason. It's like sometimes we can miss the party. And when people start start telling us about those stories, we, we find it hard to believe because we didn't see it. The Bible has a great story about a, a man named Thomas. And Thomas was, was a disciple, and, and after Jesus had, had risen from the dead, Thomas, like he was a guy that, he, he got a nickname called, he was Doubting Thomas. Uh, and, and the reason he got that name was because when Jesus first appeared to the disciples, he wasn't there. He, he like, he missed the party on, on that time when Jesus came, and, and all, of the, all his, his, his disciple friends were, were telling him about, wow, Jesus had showed up to us, and he's, he's real, it's alive, he's real. And, and the first thing Thomas says that I won't believe until I can put my finger in his hands where he had his nail, or I, can, I, I won't believe until I can put my hand in his side where he was pierced on his side. He says, I won't believe, because what he was really saying, until I see it, I can't, I won't believe it. And and, and maybe you know the story, like eight days later, all of the disciples here, and Thomas was there this time, he didn't miss this party, and all of a sudden Jesus shows up, and he kind of picks Thomas out of the crowd and says, Thomas, here's my hands, do you want to put your finger in it? Thomas, here's my side, do you want to check out my side to see that I am alive and real? I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall that day. Seeing how the change in Thomas, and, and, and Jesus says this to Thomas, he said, you can put your finger here, you can put your hand there, but he said to Thomas this, he said this, and I think this is for some here this morning, he, he said to Thomas, don't be faithless any longer, just believe. Don't be faithless anymore. Don't, don't go on this, this journey of indecision and, and not believing and not expecting and, and just kind of like sitting on the fence and getting tossed around by any storm. He, he's kind of saying to Thomas, Thomas, enough is enough. Just believe. See, here's the thing is that you might be here and there might be many people here and you're struggling with this concept of heaven you, you don't know, or you, you're, not, you're not expecting that it's real. You just think it's a, a fantasy place. So, and maybe you're struggling with, with your faith as well and a part of this journey. You, you're feeling like until you see it, you won't fully believe it. My prayer for you today is that you're going to have an experience with the King of Heaven today, tonight, and the next days to come, that you come to a place of saying, is heaven for real? Yes, it is. No shadow of a doubt that heaven is real. John 20, verse 29, that's another one to write down. It says this, you believe because you have seen me, but get this, but blessed are those who haven't seen me 
and believe anyway. Blessed are those who haven't seen me and believe anyway. See, blessed are those people who haven't seen and still believe anyway. Blessed are those who trust and expect that heaven is for real, even when they can't see it. What you need to know about heaven is this. The first thing is this, is that it's your decision. We all have keys to our front door of our homes or maybe for our works and things. And and keys are really important because without a key, you can't access what's behind the door, right? Without a key, you you can't open the door. You can't walk through and experience uh, what's behind the door. And, and, And Jesus is the key to life. He is the key to heaven. Jesus is like the key that unlocks the door of heaven for you and for me by what he did on the cross for Calvary, taking your sin and your stuff and my stuff upon himself, paying the price and that we may be free and live life for him. It gives us access to heaven. But he's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. It's your decision to take hold of the key. 1 John 5, 11, 13, it says this, God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. See, heaven is your call. It's your decision. The second thing is this. What you need to know about heaven is that you can have it if you want it. I've got some great news for you right now. It's 108 days until Christmas. 108 days till Christmas. And, and, and the next, probably this, maybe this week, or it's getting earlier and every year, you are going to start to get bombarded by incredible specials and discounts uh, from shops and, and shopping. You can be driving down the motorway and see the billboards. You'll get your, your Facebook and Instagram advertising going and then the newspaper. There's going to be amazing bargains because, uh, because the, and there's going to be incredible discounts. Everybody's going to be wanting you to buy and spend your money on things that the people you're buying for don't really want anyway, but it's such a good deal that you will buy it for them and they'll smile when they get it. But it doesn't mean they necessarily want it, but it was because it was such a great bargain that you got it, that you got it. And, and very shortly, that will start to happen, so look out for that. But, <laughs> but they try to make it easy for you, right? They try to make it so attractive and so easy to get hold of this stuff because really they want your money. So they will say things, or the message behind the advertising will say, if you want it, you can have it, and you can have it right now, interest-free, pay it off over 27 years, <laughs> but you can have it right now. If you want it, you can have it. Heaven is the same. If you want it, you can have it. There's only one thing that separates us from knowing God, and it's called sin. It separates us from having a relationship with him. But but he loves you so much that he gave you the best ever Christmas gift that you could ever want or desire that will fulfill your heart and and give you purpose in in life. Did you see that? Something just fell down from there. Heaven's coming. Angel wings. Angel wings. But there's a gift that, that takes, there's an incredible gift that takes our sin away and gives us a brand new life. 
It's the most amazing gift, freedom from our past, hope for the future. But here's the thing, don't believe that lie that, that maybe is going on some hearts and minds today that says, I'm too far away from God. I've done too much. I've been too bad. Or I've done, done this or I've done that. Don't believe that lie that you are too far away from him. His arms are longer than you think. The arms of a loving father are longer than what you think. His gift is for you. Titus 3, verse 7, it says this, but when the goodness and the loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. You can have it if you want it. The last thing is this, and band, you could come right now, is, is what you need to know about heaven is that you need to live your life expecting it. See, when you have this perspective of heaven that is real, and, and you can confidently say without a, a shadow of a doubt that heaven is real, yes, it changes the way that you and I live, and, and you are able to live life more expecting that heaven is your home, that you're, you're just passing through this world, and, and that your dad is a person. Uh, my dad is that person. My dad is that person that knew heaven is for real, and we're going to try and get through this next bit really easy, so please bear with me. Six weeks ago, 9.26, that's a good start. <laughs> my dad passed away. My dad passed away in, in hospital, and, and we were there with him. And what an incredible privilege. What an incredible honor to, to be there in those last 15 minutes to see see my dad who loved God with all of his heart and, and to see how he lived his life, expecting, knowing that heaven was real. He trusted all his life that, that heaven was a place where he would one day go. In his last 15 minutes, he'd been, he'd been kind of, hadn't been unconscious for for a couple of days, but didn't really open his eyes a whole lot. And he was, he was kind of just drifting in and out, just really tired, and, and his pain medication was going really well. But in about his last 15 minutes, he all of a sudden opens his eyes, like wide, like he was there all of a sudden. And he kind of whispers to us, uh, my mum's there and, and my brothers, and he whispers to us that he is here. I can see him. And that kind of got our attention, like, who's here? What's here? And we suddenly clicked that, what was going on. And, and in that moment, he kind of gets us all around and tells us he, he loves us and got mom and tells we love her. And then he kind of, in those last couple of breaths, he, his head tilts back and he looks straight up at the ceiling with wide, eyes getting wider and wider and wider. I choose to believe this, everybody, that, that it was like God, Jesus, come to get him and take him home. He could see where he was going. You know, people say that, and you might have heard that saying that so-and-so went to be with the Lord. This person, they passed away and went to be with the Lord. And I could kind of see in that, those last moments that that was exactly what happened, that he went to be with the Lord. He could see he was going in. And if you're here right now and and you're not still completely sure about heaven, I'd love, I, if I have to talk with you for the next seven days, 24-7, that heaven is for real, you won't convince me that it's not real because I see it. 
Heaven is real. Come on, why don't we close our eyes right now? Heaven is for real. And, and my dream, my heart is that, that today you would just have a, have a glimpse of that. And today it's, it's a place where He is prepared for you. There's an inheritance waiting for each person. But through our lives, you know, stuff gets in the way and that, that thing called sin. And, and today I'm, I want to invite you, if, if you're here this morning, and maybe you, you would say, Daryl, right now I'm, I'm far away from God. I, I, I don't know if God even thinks about me or cares about me anymore. But can I say to you today that emphatically He has a plan and a purpose for your life. He loves you. He came to give you a future and a hope and He came to give you eternity with Him in a place called heaven where you can dwell and be with Him forever. His promise is that He, he took your sin and He, and he took it to, and, and died on a cross for you and for me that we may know that freedom for that. He rose again, conquering this power over our lives and raising from the dead that we may be free and understand that heaven is real and eternity waits those for those who love Him. You can be brand new today. So right now in this moment, I'm going to pray a, a real simple prayer. And if you're here this morning, you might say you're far away from God. And can I invite you right now just to pray this real simple prayer? Just pray this. Pray, pray dear God, I know that you love me. Today I give you my life. I surrender to you. Lord, make me brand new. Lord, I thank you for your gift that you've given to me. Today I accept it and I make the decision right now to live my life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask you to do something really brave right now and not going to embarrass anyone. So while you've got your eyes still closed and your heads bowed, if, if you prayed that prayer, just simply, this is all I want you to do is, I'm going to count to three and, and I'd love it if you, if you prayed that prayer, you really meant it in your heart. On three, I want you to quickly pop your hand up just so I can see and pop it down. You're saying yes to Jesus this morning. So come on, if that's you, one, two, and He has incredible love for you. Three, why don't you lift your hand right now? See that hand, hallelujah. See that hand at the back. Anyone else this morning want to say yes to Jesus? You want to say, count me in, Jesus, today. I decide to choose to live my life for you. Anyone else this morning? Hallelujah. Father, Almighty God, we give you praise and we give you glory for, for what you're doing in hearts and lives. Lord, we, Lord we, we're excited to see some more people making that call, that decision to live for you. And, and Lord, we give you praise and we give you honour today that, Lord, you've spoken real clear to hearts in Jesus' precious and mighty name. Amen. Come on, church, can we give a big hand, big round of applause for all those people that lifted their hand right now. Hallelujah. Praise your name.